0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Jazz. Get the hottest music first. Direct to your email at vertico.com. Be a part of the movement taking over the internet. Vertico.com. It's a simple four step process. Receive, listen, download, and press play. That's it. Log on now to Vertico.com. DJs, if you missed a track, we got you covered with the monthly and annual Backspin edition featuring a recap of the blazing hot new tracks, artists, and labels. We will keep your track in the Vertico library for 18 months while you receive direct feedback and a total download tracker. Vertico is exclusively for industry professionals and accessible only with a special V code. Log on now, Vertico.com. Global e-distribution of music,
0: models, and arts entertainment.
2: Welcome, everybody. This is Ravinda at MZN Radio, and we've just been enjoying some old favorites from the group Truth. And our guest today will be Steve Russell, who is actually venturing on to some things on his own. And I want to welcome you into our audience today, Steve. How are you?
3: Thank you so much. I'm okay. How are you, sweetie?
2: I'm doing pretty good, and uh, we would just have a good old time just listening to all those old hits, and, um, you know, we'd be happy to just see you guys out there coming in our neighborhood, you know, and just giving us what we miss so much.
3: And we are definitely doing that. We're starting up a a nice uh, tour right now. I'm actually promoting my new single and my new album, but um, I'm going to have some of the guys with me out performing the old hits together, so it's going to be really nice.
2: Oh, that'll be wonderful! Oh, yeah. wow! I hope you coming this way.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to not to miss uh, one spot on the on the in the U.S. You know, I'm gonna try to cover the whole planet with this one.
2: Oh, well, that's cool. Well, I'll help you with that too, because I like
3: <laughs> to love this all over the world. You know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I need all the help I can get. You know, it's totally independent, so. You know, I'm having a lot of fun, but it's just different for me because you know I always w- was on a major label. So to um, actually, you know, be doing a lot of the groundwork and the legwork myself—it's uh, it's entertaining. I like it. It gives you a lot of respect for the business, you know.
2: Right, and a lot more responsibility too. I mean, you—you're oh, yeah. you, gonna have to be in charge of a lot of stuff now.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's about time, though. You know, been doing it my whole life. It's time to do
4: something else.
2: Well, you know, it's, there are a lot of people um, that are going independent now. I mean, it was good reason, of course. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's better right now in this generation, it's better for you to, to stick to just limiting your association with the label.
1: Exactly. So that
2: you can make out for the long run because there's too many artists that are, like, just left out in the cold, you oh,
3: know.
4: yeah. And,
2: and we still enjoying their music, but they're not getting paid for it.
3: Yeah, the labels, they have no interest in the artists. Even the people... You know, i got friends that work at labels. I mean, even the employees that work for the labels, I mean, they have no respect for the artists, the music. You know, it's, the, it's it's not a good thing at the labels right now, not in my opinion.
4: Mm-mm-mm.
2: That's pitiful. Well, you know, you yeah. can always um, also, when you, when you finish your tour, you can consider doing some seminars to a lot of, you know, areas where we have up-and-coming artists who are still crazy about joining up with the labels. Yeah, that something that I would love share to share your experience with. Yeah. yeah, well, we 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 have so many things that we want to talk about with you today, and that's one of the things that I'll get with with you on later. But
3: I would like you to
2: go back in time for us and tell us how the group got started.
3: Uh, the group got started um, back in nine in eighty four. Rodney Benford and Reggie started, you know, his mom started the group. They did a TV show called Putting on the Hits. It was a lip-sync competition show.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And um, they went on the TV show and won, and a producer a producer, actually wanted to know if the guys could really sing. And that's where I came in. You know, Rodney had me audition for his mom, and that's when we became uh, five of a kind in early 1984. And that's how it all began, you know. And um, from there... We performed. We got really popular in Pasadena by performing new edition songs and stuff like that. And from there, you know, that's how we got our identity. And uh, we just performed and performed, and we finally got management, ended up getting um, catching the eye of Atlantic Records, and we got a record deal in, like, 1986, and we had our first number one record, Mama Sita, in 88. Wow. Yeah, it was a long journey, you know, we worked really, really hard to, you know, get really tight and get our own identity away from New Edition, you know, it was a uh, a real venture.
2: I bet it was, was because we had like a few, we had New Edition, we had Boyz II Men, we had uh, a bunch of other guys, like, it was just, it was like the the black version of boy bands, like, (laughs) I mean, you had new kids on the block <laughs> right. and and,
3: and, yep.
2: and singing. I mean, it was like, uh, does anybody sing by themselves?
3: <laughs> right. No, it's just an, it was invasion of the boy band. You know, I think it's that's going to come back in a minute. I think it's time for a surge of groups again because there are none anymore right now.
2: Well, there are, but they're not on labels because I I oh, yeah. know a few of them that are so. I mean, I've searched all the way to New Zealand and came across a, a group called Justice, and they're, like, awesome. I mean, their their harmony is just, just really excellent, but, like, you know, they're all the way over there in New Zealand, so they, they do anything in, in their town. But, like, I think the problem is just not knowing how to get, you know, the right management and um, being able to go to different places because that means you don't have that much of a budget either, so, you know. Yeah, it's, a, um,
3: it's difficult when you do it yourself, you know, but – um, you know, I'm learning now just creating a buzz. Like, for me, one thing that was so good for me is that Troop has so many fans all over the world. All I got to do is just knock on the door and, re- and just wake them up and introduce myself again and let them know that I'm back. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, you know.
2: Do you find it to be, be a little I'm bit fun. easier now than it was when you guys first started?
3: Well, yeah, it's easier for me because I don't have to. Introduce myself to people in the sense of being somebody brand new, you know. Once they realize, oh, that's the that's Steve from Troop, and it's it's like uh, the love is is reawoken all over again. So I'm having a good time, you know. People are really uh, pleasantly surprised on my comeback, so it's uh, I'm having
4: fun.
2: Now I see that you you know sort of like uh, after I suppose ten years or so with Troop. Um, you kind of went on your own way to do some writing. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I got some big names here. Um, Babyface, Chucky Booker, Gerald LeVert. I mean,
3: yeah, a lot those of folks guys that, did a lot. Yeah, those, those guys um, that I mentored under. Um, but over the past 10, 11 years, I've been producing for, you know, I did No Air, for Jordan Sparks. You know, I was with the underdogs. We were one of the hottest production teams in the game for about, 10 years almost, and, you know, we did everybody from – I did Ruben Stutter, Why You Want to Change Me, Take You Down, Chris Brown. Um, like I said, no air, Jordan Sparks, um, Put You Up on Game, Aretha Franklin, Fantasia, Naked, Marcus Houston. Oh,
2: wow. I mean, I'll um, see just JT, Beyonce, Aretha Franklin, Kelly Clarkson, Tony Braxton, Tyrese, Mario, Omarion, B2K, Joe, Tank, Ryan McNight, Ellie Yami, you know mean? and I love him. Um, uh, and yeah, so you you have fun with those American Idol people, huh? Oh yeah,
3: we um uh, we we produced on almost all of the Idol people who were either winning or runner up, you know, runners up. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's cool. You know, when I, I didn't know that you had anything to do with that song "No Air," which yeah. I'd like the with her and Chris Brown, I love that song. I had to go and sing it yesterday.
3: I've seen it all
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: um, I co-wrote that with a couple of my friends. That was one of the biggest songs of our career as well.
2: Yeah, still out there. Like, um, well, Jermaine Depree has a young lady named, um, I think her name is D'Andrea, something like that, um, and she did a cover on YouTube singing that song and I guess a few other songs, and like, he picked her oh. up just by the hit she got off of YouTube
3: wow okay yeah (laughs) it's a tv show called glee that um did another rendition of no air and they released it as a first single and it sold another million records really yeah wow yeah so that song that was a really really good song
2: i can see why you're comfortable i can see
3: (laughs) well i'm you know i'm not i'm not i'm not uh i'm not laxadaisy at all you know i still got a long way to go i got um got four growing children and I got a lot to take care of so I'm still on the grind. That's why I started wow. my own label and released this album. So I still got a lot to accomplish.
2: Oh, so it's on your own label too. Oh, that is oh, so yeah. hot. Yes,
4: yeah, I have um, my own label.
2: Let me just ask you, what made you wanna go and just, you know, kind of break away in a in somewhat um on your own?
3: Uh well, um after we've had we had so much success with true and it was pretty fast we did it we accomplished a lot in a in a few years um i was just i found myself just holding on to the, a lot of songs hoping for this phantom troop reunion you know but as we were waiting and going through what we were going through you know um the music and times changed you know so um instead of just holding on just waiting on this troop album i decided to just you know you know, I had to move on and do other things, so I just decided to stop holding the songs. And as soon as I start passing the songs around, seeing you know, letting people know that I had songs available as a writer, my life changed. People started using my songs, so I just you know, I just stuck with that for a while until I figured out what I needed to do for myself as an artist. And um, you know, so yeah, I've been just writing and producing until you know I decided to do this album. But I am, we are in the studio right now working on the True Reunion. We're just gonna do it after my album. After I re- do a national release and get the blow up on my record, then we're gonna come with another troop album.
2: Oh, I, I can't wait for that. I'm yes. just so looking forward to that.
3: Yes, so now your
2: really your songs have been featured in in a couple of movies that I see too. Probably more, but um, I, I'm seeing Dreamgirls.
3: What song yeah, was well,
2: that?
3: Well, um, it wasn't actually a new song. Um, we did all 61 songs for that movie. We did the entire soundtrack of the movie, The Underdogs did. And I'm singing, wow. you know, me me and my buddy Tank, Eric Dawkins, we're singing all the songs. Like um, the little kids that's doing the Jackson re- rendition in the movie, I'm singing that song. It's just every song that you hear, we're singing on it. And, you know, I even have a cameo in the movie. Um, did um, I'm singing on Shrek 2, no, Shrek 3. Um, singing on Shark Tale. Um, well, I actually I have a song know. on Avant in Shark Tale called Can't Wait. Kung Fu Panda, I'm singing the uh, title track with Lo, just backing him up. So just, I've been kind of busy.
2: You sure have. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so
2: that, that that you know, doing things like that, you know, um, trying to share with the audience, you know, how, how that feels to be able to be a part of all those types of things that you're doing
3: uh it's a it's a blessing from god to to be able to uh transcend in different times and different eras you know to to stay active and stay uh current you know it's it's hard to do that and um by the grace of god i've been able to uh stay busy since the days of the troop you know i actually haven't taken a break at all i've had something on the radio whether it was on me you know on troop or somebody else actually the whole time i've been in my been in the music business, so it's been a it's been a it's a wonderful feeling to be able to do that and hear your songs on groups like b two k chris brown you know it's it's amazing to hear that you're still current and people still respond to your music even though they don't know it's you you know it's still a great feeling you know because you know once people once I start promoting myself as the writer, it's almost like a baby face thing you know I've written and produced mm-hmm. for so many other people. You know, now I'm, I'm back again doing my own thing. So it's, it's pretty exciting, you know. The more people find out about me as a writer, the more excited they get to hear my new stuff, you know.
2: That's right. I mean, that that's great. I mean, you even did work with uh, Uncle Charlie.
3: Oh, yeah, I one have of seven songs new <laughs> yeah. Wow. One of my favorite. Just Without You, Homeless, Love, Love, Love. Um, I have a bunch of songs on Charlie. I had a really good one on his last album called What If I'm the One. It wasn't a single, but it was a great record, one of my favorites actually. Hmm. But the uh, "Just Can't Live Without You" is actually doing really well right now.
2: Yeah, I love all of um, Charlie Wilson's music. I, I think there's when it comes to a solo artist, is pretty they they're pretty much like a jewel in the rough because um, not everybody can focus on the classics of R and B. Um, yeah, it's literally like. Um, just some little cookie jar stuff or either everybody got (laughs) about strippers and you know I mean I hear some nice voices and it's more to it than just being able to sing I would like to hear a quality song that I can remember because I'm not going to be singing when I'm 65 some song about a stripper in a pool so you know I I just think they need to work on it people like you help us remember a lot I mean you'll never be forgotten you know
4: yeah
3: I try to I try to stay true to what made me. You know, I used to stare at Charlie Wilson's album growing up just every day. You know, the off the wall albums and stuff. You know, I used to just study those guys. So, it was it was it was incredible working with Charlie Wilson. He, you know, you know, you work with artists from Joe to Chris Brown and then you work with Charlie Wilson and he still sings better than everybody. So, you can't give him anything but substance, you know. A lot of the record companies, you know, all they want is something that they hear. Oh, give us something like uh, 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 Jamie Foxx, oh, give us this, give us the T-Pain, you know, they, that's what's killing the business, because nobody's creating original music, everybody wants to sound right. like somebody else, so with Charlie, you know, we can lead the way with Charlie, he still sounds like he's 20 years old, so give him a smash, and, you know, we're helping save R&B, you know.
2: That's right, and I appreciate all the work that you do with what you do in that music sense. Um, I mean, because it's very important to keep the quality going. Otherwise, yeah. you know, years down the line, we're going to just have a bunch of crap nobody ever wants to listen to. Yeah,
3: we won't have nothing, and I'm telling you, there is a there is almost like a campaign to for uh, against R&B. Like I said, I've been working on everybody. Every artist that is signed, especially the black artists, they're trying to go away from R&B, so... It's crucial for people to grab hold of albums like mine, and I'm not just saying it because it's my album, but my album is a movement to save R&B, you know. Um, I'm not following the Joneses. I'm not trying to get Chris Brown fans. I'm, I'm totally focused on the people who grew up in a time where music was medicine. It helped you, you know, administer it, it to your spirit. It made you cry. It made you happy, when you were sad about something, you could hear music that related to your circumstance and your situation. That's the kind of music that my album, um, So Random, is offering again. You know, it's just about me waking up everybody, all the ladies who loved me before. It's just about me letting them know that I'm back so they can get this good music again, you know.
2: Absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, if it weren't for, you know, artists who really care and not, you know, so much concerned about the the almighty dollar and just sitting back and getting paid... You know, yeah. we just got to have people who are really dedicated to the whole history of, you know, of the meaning behind R&B. I mean, exactly. Rhythm and Blues, you know, it's about emotion and feelings, and it's about love and relationships and, you know, compassion. Yes,
3: yes. totally. And that's all I'm about is the passion of it, you know. I was to come up around some great guys and be influenced by some of the best. Entertainers and writers to even come along, period. So I can't do nothing but represent the right way. I was taught by some of the best, you know. So I'm gonna do my best to help keep good music around, you know. Because it made okay. music was my father, you know. I, it was everything to me. It helped make me who I am as a person. So I can't do nothing but give it back.
2: Now, you you did a lot of writing, and um, were, was anyone else in the group writing as well?
3: Yes, um, Alan McNeil, the other lead singer, he actually was the first person who helped me learn how to write songs. He had been writing songs for years in school. Um, so, you know, we got, once we got together in troupe and Alan um, got in the group, uh, when we were told we had to write our own songs, he was the main guy showing me how to do it and get the lyrics and the melody together. So he's actually the guy who started me writing, and he has a new album out right now. As well, he's promoting his new album called Hibernation, and he's doing his thing independent as well. He's selling his albums on um, CD Baby, and he's, he goes by the name of uh, Al Mack, Mr. Al Mack, and his album is called Hibernation, and you can get that as well. You know, we're just trying to spread it all around.
2: Well, you know, you can always, you know, tell him to contact me. I'd be happy to help him with promoting that and interviewing him on on my show as well and, you know, playing oh. that music for you guys. Uh, I'm definitely going to definitely going to play your new songs today while we're talking too.
3: Nice, I appreciate it so much. I want to I want everybody to hear them too.
2: Now, can I ask you to do something for the people who are um, trying to de- de- decide on whether they're going to, you know? pursue a a deal with um a record label like generally what's the format they kind of work with because sometimes it's you know a general thing sometimes it depends on the label but I hear a lot of stuff about how they try to get your publishing and you know stuff like that so can you kind of share with them the, the process that they kind of go through like what they might have done with you
3: well um I know when I first got in the music business I didn't know what publishing was um the guy who signed our that we signed with, he just drew a circle on a paper and drew a line between it and was like, "This is publishing. This is your half. This is your half."
4: We're like, <laughs> "Okay."
3: We just wanted to be in the business, but you know, honestly, you know, publishing is money that you make off of songs as a writer, or even if if you own somebody else's portion of a song. You know, publishing is the meat of the music business. If you own some publishing, it's like owning equity and owning land and property in the music business.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, the only thing that
3: the artist gets is be, he gets to be up front. He gets to wear the fake jewelry, get the, the the loaner cars, the loaner houses. You know, Once he can't pay for the house, uh, he's back in his neighborhood. But the person who's writing the songs and actually um, benefiting off of the airplay of the songs, those are the people who have equity in the business and when you sign with a record company now they're doing um what's called 360 deals um in the past the record company would get the most of the money from the record sales but at least the artists could go out on the road and if they were if they happen to be great entertainers you know they can make a good living like true we made a living because people always wanted to see us live um but now the record companies they get a portion they get a portion of your performances live they want a portion of your publishing like you said as a writer you know they want a piece of everything because the industry is in such dire straits so honestly um a record deal is kind of one of the last things you want to do unless you just don't care and you just want to go for it and get a record deal and introduce yourself like that it's cool but um, they have taken everything now. You know they used to rob you before, but now it's just absolute rape. And if you're not a hot performer or a hot artist, if you if they only get one record out of you, that's all they're gonna want, and then on to the next. So you gotta have a five-year plan on how you wanna approach this music thing because it's um it's really really rough. And if if you wanna do it independent, I mean with the internet and the way you could promote yourself, you could get a lot of legwork done on your own. You know, it's nothing like having major money behind you, but you're going to pay right. for that. Nothing is free.
2: Absolutely. I try to tell a lot of people that I come across, you know, I mean, I like when I help to promote somebody, there's a lot of free stuff that I could do, you know, mm-hmm. like for publicist-type work and, and promotion yeah, and yeah. some distribution. But at, you, that'll just get you But so far. You know, yeah. I mean, you might want to get on a major radio, which is another thing I, I'll talk about later. That, you know, radio is going down just like the labels. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. Same that's because exactly. they
2: work hand in hand. They work hand in hand. And, and usually yep. when you dance with the devil, that's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yep.
3: Hand in hand. One radio station, you know, you have one owner that owns so many radio stations, so they all play the same thing. It's the same playlist. You know, it's a rough game. Really well, rough. that
2: owner um, happens to be Clear Channel, to name one. And um, they're like like a, you know, I, I wanted to say virus. <laughs> it's like a
3: monopoly. You know, it's like a... But like that's a, it's too a strong monopoly.
2: word. Yeah, it's like yeah. they just collecting stuff. Like they're just a giant magnet. they just collecting it. And like... I'm happy whenever I hear that a group that I used to listen to all the time comes back with fresh music as well as continue to play the other music because the radio stopped playing it. They only right. play on special shows. So when it comes to new music, you know, it has to be a challenge. If you've been out of the business or out of the, you know, earshot for like five or ten years, it has to be yeah. somewhat of a challenge. Now, did you yeah, find yourself is. having that kind of a challenge?
0: You know,
3: I'm going to be honest. Um, by the grace of God everybody that everybody that I sent the record to everybody I sent the record to liked it. Everybody, you know, I got it just I didn't have that problem. People were so receptive to Steve Russell from Truth coming back, you know. You know, I guess in my case the music is just speaking for itself. You know, once people are excited that it's me, for God's sake, spread my wings and all I do. You know, once they hear the new music, they're able to respect it right away and see that I haven't left what they love. You know, so it that's hasn't right. been that struggle for me. The only struggle for me is that my money is different than in the, than re- major record money. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that they have the bucks and they, they can <laughs> dangle that in front of you. Well, if you really want to go somewhere, you might want to see all this, but then they don't yeah. show you all that that you're gonna lose you know, what you could have if you did it on your own. You just have, I just think people just need to plan better and build yeah. themselves, themselves a nice network of people.
3: Yeah, really? exactly. Get you a network of friends and, you know, you can start from there. That's how I'm doing with my album. I'm actually, my, I'm selling, my album is available on my website, stephenrussellmusic.com and, um, I'm actually selling records all over the world from my website just by all of my internet networks facebook myspace tag I'm just you know I'm just out there really promoting myself directly with the people. It's some personal relationships with thousands of people, and they're supporting me you know they're supporting the new album so by the time I release nationally, I'm gonna have such a cement base such a cement foundation and my house won't fall you know
2: that's good. Well, I mean, we need people like you to, to show the, the newcomers, you know, exactly what to do and how to do it. So I hope you're keeping a journal of of your experiences.
3: Yes, I am. I, I <laughs> definitely am. Because I want to, you know, with my label, the Motel Music Media, that's my label, I want to create like a new Motown where it's about real music, real musicianship again, you know, um, just a, a nice hybrid of what's hot and and how to keep it, the essence of you know when you listen to a off the wall or a, a thriller album, the production is so incredible until so the songs that are out now can't even compare to the sound of it
4: thank oh, i
3: want to so keep a I want to keep a good essence with my music that's why I'm so excited about my album. I got some of the best musicians and, and writers to help me out with, with the production you know it's just a such a nostalgic sounding album it's just not copying the Joneses and trying to you know, be something that I'm not, you know. It's uh, it's right, right. it's right where the people who love real music, it's right where they want to be.
2: And one thing I'm happy is that you didn't just slap somebody like, you know, Lil Wayne or Nicki Minaj Lil on me. there, because I, I swear they want everybody's song. I mean, whether it's a hip-hop or rock or R&B, I'm like, I don't want yeah. to hear them everywhere. Yeah, you know, the they're
3: the labels do that. Oh, get Lil Wayne. Nicki Minaj is hot right now. Get her. You know, get I know. Her you, want, hot you want to identify honey. with
2: yourself. You don't want to be identified as somebody else that they're performing with or they're okay. singing their own, you know. I mean, this is ridiculous to me. But I want to uh, give my audience a taste of um, your new music. Uh, this song. Okay. I love this video, by the way.
1: Uh, Thank you so much.
2: Videos today, really, a whole lot of don't have. I can't even figure out how come certain videos are supposed to be for a certain song, because it has nothing to do with the darn song. So, (laughs) you know, when I saw your video, I really, really loved it, and I could identify with it, too, you know, like with the young lady that was in there. She's a parent of of the guy's (laughs) son, and, like, but she's being, she's not being ghetto about it, you know, because, like, in other places, you would have saw a
3: ghetto attitude. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: But um, what what was it that gave you that, that idea for that song called um, Bring It Back Everybody?
3: Well, you know, um, you see in the beginning, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm being released from being incarcerated. You know, my experience away from the music business as an artist, as being up front, has been like an incarceration for me. Um, it was like I was locked away somewhere um, being prepared for my comeback. So the whole concept of the video is me coming back. And um, you know, having kids that have matured, who who didn't get a chance to see me in my heyday, you know, I get to introduce myself to them. At, you know, it's just a whole comeback mode, and my children get a chance to experience their dad in a different light. You know, so um, the concept just came from me. You know, I, I never had a father. You know, so it's just me connecting with the kids and. I just figure so many people, so many women who raise men by themselves and raise their sons by themselves. I just wanted to relate and show everybody that this is the the realism of of everybody's life. Everybody can relate to that, you know. But I just wanted to be the guy who comes back and make amends with his with his son and just bring the whole essence of good music and family values back, you know. Just a whole r and wow. a whole movement, you know.
2: Yeah, I kind of got that from the video. I mean, sometimes you can actually see a message in something like that. And, you know, and I hope that people pay attention and not just hear the song, but pay attention to the story, too. That's why, you know, not many people do a video that matches the whole purpose behind the song. So you did a great job on that.
3: Thank you so much. People just go for the first thing. You know, it's a dance record. So you're automatically in the club with drinks and girls. You know, I just. It's more to it than that. I'm bringing back more than just the essence of what the, the dancing of the song, you know, I'm just bringing back a whole movement, a feel-good movement, you know.
2: That's right. And and people, I just want y'all to realize you don't have to have a half-necked woman in every video on earth.
3: You know that so, I didn't have at oh. all.
2: Right. And nobody was jiggling and nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just no so j- happy to- I was holding my breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, making through. No, I was, I was applauding. <laughs>
3: Good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait until this national release so everybody can see it and feel it. You know, it's going to be exciting.
2: Well, let me go ahead and let my audience feel it right now. And we'll be right back with Steve Russell. to see yeah. dancing to that. I think my audience <laughs>
1: is that
3: <dancing> to
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Wow. So now how long does it usually take you to, to write a song? Uh,
3: it depends. Um depends on how I feel. Uh, usually when I get in a zone and I get the right concept and I got the right music, uh, you know, it all depends. You know, I say a quick prayer before I get started, and then from there you know sometimes it can take a half a day a full day you know it might you might work on one song for a couple of days you know it all depends it's totally different for each song
2: wow now is it is it easy for you to you know gather up you know uh your co your co-writers um as is everybody sharing the same you know dream and and goal and a mission
3: uh It depends. Like I said, it's different for every song. You know, when you're in a camp, like how we were in The Underdogs, me, myself, Tank, Eric Dawkins, Harvey Mason, and Damon Thomas, um, we had a magic going. So when we would sit down to do a song, you know, everybody had the common goal. Nobody's wearing their feelings on their sleeve. Nobody's getting offended if you're lying. People don't like what you're saying. We just all work towards a common goal. So on my album... You know, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of different co-writers like that. It was only one or two people on a song if I wasn't writing it by myself. So it was, um, it was easy to get the goal across because with you know, once we got a concept and we know where we want to go, we just head that way as writers.
2: Oh, well, that's good. Now, um, how many songs do you have on the on the album? Twelve. Twelve. 12 okay. Years. So are you just are you just really getting more attention for just um, the three that I received? I have um, Bring It Back, and I have uh, Disappear, mm-hmm. and I have Not In A Million Years. Would you say those are your top three songs that you're oh, yeah, promoting?
3: Those, well, I'm, not, I'm only promoting the single right now, which is Bring It Back, the one you just played. Um, but my next okay. single is going to be Disappear. And the single after that is going to be Not in a Million Years. So I already have it planned out what records I'm going to come with. So, yeah, those are the main three songs that we'll be focused on in the next, you know, few months.
2: Okay, because, you know, sometimes it's pretty unusual. Well, it is day and time, I would have to say, for someone to have more than one song that everybody really likes. You know, it's like yeah. we went from having a whole album of someone that we loved that each and every song to, like, barely two songs on the whole album.
3: Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, This is an album with 12 really, really good songs, well-thought-out songs. You know, this this album wasn't put together for money. It was strictly put together to give people the feeling that music gave me and my mother when my mother was playing songs and cleaning up the house and driving in the car, crying to certain songs. It's that kind of music, you know. That's what this is about. This is not one of those here today, gone tomorrow projects at all.
2: You know, I'm very glad that you said that because um, people need to realize that, you know, it, it takes a lot to put something together. So why would you go through all that for one song? And um, if you only can put together one song, then you don't have much faith in yourself.
4: Yeah.
2: So I really, yeah. and I, I think the labels are behind a lot of that because they try to go with what's what they consider safe yes, and it's just ridiculous because it's messing up music for the whole next generation
3: yeah it's it's killing music it's really really killing the music because like you said nobody wants to take a risk you want your song to sound like this you want little wayne on it because little wayne is popular so that means everything is going to be sounding the same you're going to be using the same producers for every song because they're hot and then everything is just going to be one thing. And when I grew up, Isley Brothers were different than Earth, Wind, and Fire, but they both were incredible.
2: Right. Then you had
3: Ohio Players and Kool in the Gang, all of those great bands, but everybody sounded different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm trying to bring to music. You know, I want to be an individual. Um, you're going to be able to hear my influences through my music, of course, um, but it's not going to, you're going to tell that I'm not trying to copy you know, I'm not trying to be like anybody. You know, I just want to deliver some really solid, good listening music.
2: That's wonderful. And I also see that um, Candy, my girl Candy from yeah. Escape, um, worked with you on this project, on this song. And oh, yeah. uh, folks out there know her from Real Housewives of Atlanta, but better known as, the, I guess, the lead singer, because that's the one I paid attention yes. to the most, <laughs> of uh-huh. the group Escape. And she has an album, I believe, out too, right? Isn't she? Did yeah. she do
4: something? Okay. Well, no, she had a
3: single out. I don't think her entire album is out yet, but she, she did have a single that she was um, promoting, yeah. Um, and, well,
4: that's good. Um, Candy,
3: she, yeah, she came. Um, actually, we were writing songs together. She came to write with us while I was writing with the underdogs, and she helped me write my single that you just played. And we also did a duet that um, when I put when I was putting my album together, um, you know, I just, I, I felt like it's been a long time since there, since there was like a real true R and B duet. And the song we had together was so good. I had to put it on the album. So we also have a duet on the album as well.
4: That's really high. solid
3: out. Yeah.
2: That's how I hope that when you're performing, that she comes out and joins you for that song when you're on stage, that'll be hey. excellent. <laughs> yeah.
3: That would be
1: incredible. Wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. I love me some candy. And, uh, um, I'll be looking forward to seeing her again on the next season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, oh. I don't care about anybody else on there just like her. So I'm going to throw that out there because she's the one with the real talent. So, you know. But um, I'm going to play another song for my audience, and um, I really want them to just dis- 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 and. and- Grave the thought of you and your new music in their mind so that, you know, they go and they purchase it. I'm going to put your web links on the uh, chat room while I'm waiting for the song to, you know, play. And what I also like the audience to do is if you have any questions for Steve, please feel free to call in. The number is 347-237-5050. And um, we'll be right back, and then you can go ahead and call in for those uh, questions.
1: Was really saying how we fit then but I knew you were slipping away. And then you hit me with it. And you started out by saying that you love me. So I knew that something was coming that would break me down. But I never would have thought it could hurt me like this. She said the sky guy that she knows and He's only a friend but I know She says she gave away the one thing That would tear this thing apart I did not mean- Heart left right on my body Soon she said you was with somebody yeah. My life flashed right before my eyes But the crazy thing about it Is I can't do nothing about it Cause I've the whole damn thing, yeah And I tried so hard to fake it But girl, you know I hate it
4: to hear that in the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: goodness! Thank mm. you so much,
3: thank you, thank you.
2: As one of my my uh, chat uh, guests said, that's because that's some real music. <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm You know, I don't. I really, I want to leave a mark. You know, I want to leave a really serious mark in music, like how Michael and so many others did. Stevie Wonder. You know, I just want to continue on that tradition of great music. Great songs that that meant something to somebody's soul.
2: Absolutely, because I mean. If if you don't put some meaning behind it, I mean, music is just, what, an expression of, of emotion yes. in a way, yeah. using different things to express yourself um, musically. And um, if you're not creating something that is enjoyable something, I mean, for every emotion that we have as human beings, it should be a different song for each emotion. And some people are just using, the you know, the same thing for everything, and it's not giving us any kind of difference and no changes, you know exactly that's what's crazy about it so let me ask you what was um you've, you've worked with so many people what experience stands out the most for you
3: well for me honestly i have to say um when i worked with charlie wilson because i mean he was one of my idols so to actually be working with uncle charlie and telling him to sing something a certain way, sing it like I'm singing it, you know, that just tickles me aside, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, working with Charlie Wilson was one of my best experiences. Working with Aretha Franklin was one of my biggest experiences. Um, uh, Yeah, that, Charlie Wilson stands out the most because, he, you know, he was somebody that, that I grew up with listening to and learned how to sing and learned how to write songs just by listening to his music. So I'd have to say Charlie Wilson.
2: Yeah, Uncle Charlie is the man. Oh just yeah. loving him. I I hope to meet him one day so I can. I really just want to give him a big hug. Um, I know that he had some experience with um, uh, cancer and um, yeah. and I'm glad that he was able to, to to get that taken care of before it was you know yeah, kind of late. Yeah, he caught
3: it all early, so he was able to get past it. So that was a wonderful thing.
2: It definitely is. And um, I just want to make note to all my male uh, guests in the chat room and listeners that, um, you know, check yourselves out. Get your, your your total, total examination and total results and total tests because sometimes those things get past you if they don't do the right tests. And uh, we had Donald Tavie from Lakeside on talking about that. So he's going to be on again to give more, men more information and, and tell everybody about that. Now, um, just wanted to throw that in there. Have you um, have you worked with um, Mariah Carey? Uh,
3: no, I haven't. No, I haven't, but what
2: I'm a big fan of Because, I mean, I'm listening to your music, and I'm thinking – I, I gotta have heard something that you wrote for her, because your <laughs> yeah. style is just like what she does. She she puts out some beautiful music.
3: Yeah, well, she's you know she's been influenced by the same school. That's all, and you can just hear that same uh, that same influence, you know. But no, I haven't had the opportunity to work with her.
2: Well, I'm hoping that you do. With this new album, I hope that you guys put together like a remix or something or create another song. Like that song you just did. I would love to hear her doing some part of that. Ooh, that would be hot. It would definitely be hot. hot. I mean, my girl could just go and put a beautiful angelic tune on a rap song.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah. she's got it like that. Yeah, she's like, that's what I mean by talent. When you have the talent that can everybody, just about everybody loves, and that you can you can be on any type of music, not just you know some hip hop thing or a rap or whatever. But I mean, she could could easily get on a classical album or a gospel oh. album. Where I mean, you have to be multi talented, and you should never stop your growth.
3: Yeah. Never. Yeah, she has a, she has that it, it factor going
1: on.
2: And I know I know not everybody has it. And I certainly know <laughs> so I can't hit that note. Like she hits that note, but you know, I certainly try.
3: I <laughs> know <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> now, um, is there artists out there that other than her, um, that you would like to work with? Not just an artist but any other producers? Uh,
3: I like a lot of producers. Uh I would like to work with uh Timberland, um Doctor Dre. I really would like to work with Dr. Dre. Um, um, there's so many producers that are making good music right now. Um, it would really be hard for me to name them all, but um, you know, I would like to work with. I mean, I can make magic with anybody. You know, anybody who uh, who's serious about making hit records, I can get with them and make it happen, pretty much.
2: Wow. So how do you feel about um uh, I guess you could say the, the the buzz of indie artists? Like not not people like yourself that didn't start off indie but like people going from scratch. How do you feel about the indie artists that you can probably hear on your local um MySpace or or uh C D babe or anything else? What do you think about the artists today, the new indie artists?
3: Uh I think I think the indie artists honestly a lot of them are gonna be the savior for our music because a lot of the indie artists are indie because the major labels are missing it. They're sleep. So um, I think I, I like a lot of the indie artists. I love the music. There's a authentic authenticity to the music. Um, there's something real and edgy about the, the uh, indie artists right now, and I love it. I actually, I actually love it.
2: Yeah, because my uh... – I'm sorry. That's okay. My radio show, MZ um, and Indie Radio, both on this Block talk show as well as um, I have a commercial show that comes on in Philadelphia. And um, basically that's all I play is indie music um, because of the fact that, when, uh, and this is why I want to talk about radio, um, I've been told that, you know, of course they have regulations and everything and, you know, some people are still doing things where they're pushing their music a little higher because that they're like, the ones that the label want to promote the most, or whatever, and it kind of pushes the opportunity for the indie artists out because they don't have budgets like that, and they don't have contacts like that. So, um, I think it's up to the radio staff, the radio um, music pro- director—I mean, like the station director, whoever—to start making a, a stand and letting everybody's music pop in there.
3: Well, you know, because it's, it's not hard. a. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's Good. hard hard because, you know, it, it ac it takes money to make money. It's like you gotta pay to play. Uh you gotta be able to you gotta be able to support the record and in order to get a lot of airplay or just to even get on to get your record tested, you gotta have budgets to even do that, you know. So it it's kinda hard for a program director to just throw a record in because a lot of time he has a program director has somebody that he has the answer to. You know, so it's just it's just politics. You know, it's, it's a real political game, and it's just not like it used to be where you could get four or five songs off of your album played around the country because people like it. You know, I remember mm-hmm. when um I when me and Keith Sweat used to hang out a whole lot in '88, '89, and '90. You know, they would be playing three, four, five of his songs at different radio stations across the country. You know, you just don't you don't hear that a lot anymore because the stations don't have, the the program directors don't have that same liberty anymore. You know, you get well, one playlist, and that's the playlist that everybody has to play. You know, it's kind of yeah. weird now.
2: It is weird, and it's really a shame because they're losing out, and they're having the trouble that they have because they're trying to stick to that whole little method of madness. Yeah. And um, um, they, I know there are other ways to get your money in, so they need to work on how to, How to work their advertising money and find other ways of promoting. I mean, you know, it's something that can be done. They just need to to get the greed beyond them and and work with a lot more artists. You know, there's a lot of people out here. Yeah,
4: there's
3: a lot of good music as well.
2: Think about it. The Internet is going to, like, be all over the place taking over. Like, a lot of radio stations are putting their own internet streams up now because they need to get somewhere else, you know, because people are not yeah. listening to them much, you know? Yeah. But my show is an, an AM show with FM frequency in Philadelphia. And it covers a large um, area of Philly, Delaware and New Jersey. And um, I generally just play, you know, independent artists and I don't <sighs> participate in that little stuff that they, other people do. <laughs> yeah, but know. um, it's, It's it's mostly because I really want to get the word out about indie artists, and, and, you know, like I'm interviewing you, we get to learn more about you and not just hear your music and put a person to the song and and understand why you came up with those those words on those songs and the beat and everything. That's important to a lot of fans.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it really is.
2: Now, how popular are you overseas?
3: Uh, you know, um, pretty popular. Um, like I said, I've been selling a lot of albums just r- right off of my website, StephenRussellMusic.com dot com. I'm actually selling records from South Korea to Japan to the Netherlands to Germany. I'm selling records all over the world right now. You know, it's it's slow, but it's a constant sell. Like Japan, I'm si- I send records two three records to Japan every day, and I have for the past month. Um, so aside from You know, performing in those places when I was with Troop, I'm getting a great response on this album already from overseas, all overseas, London, everywhere.
2: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I hear that you get really great um, response overseas. I don't know what the difference is between them and us, but I mean, because... We support artists just like anybody else would, and I'm not sure why you would. For the majority, you would get more love or more, more, I don't know, success with the people in another country. I don't understand how that works, but you know, if it does, it does. Do you plan on touring?
3: Um, Yeah, um, I'm gonna tour Japan. I'm gonna tour uh, Europe and Germany, Um, I'm I'm scheduling all of that stuff right now because um, I'm getting such a good response. But one of the reasons why the music is so accepted over there and we can go over there and make so much money is because the audience isn't as fickle as our audience. Um, The people in Germany, when they hear Steve Russell from Troop has an album, they're going to buy it because that's Steve from Troop and they used to love the Troop records. They're not going to wait to hear it, to see if they like it. They're just going to support it. And that's the way we used to be. You know, Mm -hmm. when when I came up, my mom would buy the new Stevie Wonder album because it's a new album out. You know, she would buy the new, uh, uh, Smokey Robinson album or heat wave because it was a new album nowadays. You know, honestly, and it's not the audience's fault. I just think that they don't trust the music. So instead of hearing one song and they go get the album, they want to hear practically the whole album before they go buy it, which hurts the music. Because once you're hearing all the songs on the radio, there's no need to go buy the album, you know. But um, that's what I want to get across to my audience, you know, from the audience that's from 28 to 50, 55. This is one of those albums where um, you can hold me accountable. You can trust what I say. Um, this is not a, a game. This is real music. This is real filling music. And you can buy this album and put it in and listen to it and let it, you know, ride to it for three or four days, and before you know it, you won't be skipping any songs. You'll be listening to the whole thing because it, it has something to offer from start to finish, you know.
2: Well, we certainly appreciate that, and that you actually took us in mind when you were creating that music because a lot of people don't even think about what their listeners want to hear anymore and what the fans oh, yeah. want to hear.
3: Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> just write for themselves. That's so true what you're saying. It's true. Mhm. Uh,
2: it's just. You know, I, I, me, I love to to know that they thought about when you come up with a song about, say, personal loss or something like that. I love that a person would take either their own experience or somebody else's experience and, and write about it and be really true to the feelings that you that you have when you lose somebody or. Or when you know you have a, a heartbreak or something like that, and it's important to me that it's not something that somebody else already did, you know.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to play um, another song.
1: Okay. Yes. Love it. I love and it. I love it.
2: I love it. and when we come back, I want you to tell about it, and then um, before you you tell us about it I, it looks like we have a person waiting to uh, ask you a question but I'm going to play the song first so caller at 910 I'll be right with you we're going to play the song
1: first
4: beautiful yeah hmm. to the point I don't
1: even care I save myself wanna get out of Somewhere where all the pain is gone like a thing with the fall Forget it's never it's none of my Change everything, even get a brand new
2: sure that we have a caller who is interested in asking you a really great question so caller on area code 910 you are on the air with Steve russell
0: hello how are you guys how are you hello. all
4: right
0: oh man i just got to commend you on, on such a great work of art man um i record myself and been doing it for years and what you bring to the industry is what we've been missing for the last 10 15 years And I just have to say, just like you were talking about going to pick up a Stevie album and not knowing what it sounds like, I'm telling everybody, go get this album, because it's awesome, you know? From what I heard, I I would buy it and not hear nothing else, man. It's awesome. And I'm just glad she put you on the show, because everyone needs to hear true art and creativity. And you got it going on, man. Keep on it. Well, thank you. I
3: appreciate it, man. You can get the album off. um, The album is only available on my website, StephenRussellMusic.com. Okay. Um, just go to the music store. You can you can uh, order a, a autographed copy of the CD, or you can download the record with two extra bonus songs. Um, it's a lot of interesting stuff there on my website, man. But um, it's one of those albums, you know. It's not just because I wrote it. You know, I'm too old to play games with my own self. You know, it's a serious a serious project and a serious move for R&B, man. People, you can trust this one telling you you can trust it
0: well i hear it man and i just i, I had to call in I'm, I'm, I'm over in the chat room listening and writing and stuff <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. and uh you know it's it's what the young kids need i have my nephews all listening and stuff and i'm and they're all recording and they they're not into what's out today you know the other stuff they're true artists and i'm glad and so yeah. you're that that mantle you know that that piece of art that they need to look towards to say, I want to be like that. And I'm glad you're doing what you're doing because we have a whole generation of kids that need artists like yourself to keep it going. We appreciate yeah. you, man.
4: Yeah,
3: thank you so much, man. Thank you. Spread the word, man, because it's just beginning.
0: I'm going to do good. that. I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> you take care, bro. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you.
2: Thank you for calling What's, your name? What's your name? Price.
0: James, hey, James Price. James thank- Price. Thanks so much, Okay. Dave. Thanks, Dave, so much, man. <laughs>
1: Alright,
2: buddy. Bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice what he said because it's so true. I mean, we do need, I would say, a, a, a musical role model to follow behind. You know, because of the fact, and in all venues of the of the word, you know, the writer, the producer, and the the artist and the performer. I mean, it will be something to to use as like a template for anything in the future. It's way yeah. the way I see it i I would love for you to be the template,
3: yeah, me too, you know that's what I'm trying to be to be honest that's the that's the whole reason for this album is to change the pace of where music is headed um, let's get back on the right track and keep blessing let music be a blessing to our younger the the audience that follows us, the generation to follow. we gotta bless them with something that they can continue to bless and pass on if we give up on it now and just go after the money or just go after being in the club for five months, two months, we're not going to have anything.
2: That's true. That's so true. Now, your album is out now, and as we we stated, where you can get it from. Now, do you have any plans on um, having it available on Amazon and uh, iTunes and all those other distribution channels?
3: Oh, yes. um, I'm just holding off on iTunes right now. The single is available on iTunes, but I'm actually, um, for my company, we're selling it from our own website right now. So we're selling enough records right now where, um, at this point, I don't want to put it on iTunes just yet because I haven't set up for my national release. Mm
4: -hmm. Once I set
3: up for my national release, when it's going to be in all the Targets and Walmarts and Best Buys and all that stuff, then I'm going to put it up on Amazon, iTunes, and everything. Right now, this is like a pre-release just to get a nice buzz going across the country, across the globe. Um, so I'm going to just create this buzz for the next couple months um, because it's moving so well and just get a, get the strongest foundation as possible so that once I release the record, I can move some real units and not just have the album sitting around, you know.
2: Well, you know, there's some educational information right there for those out there that are trying to do things the independent way as well whether you're experienced in a business or you're not or you're brand new to it um please listen to steve because he's giving you some good education on how to do your own thing so oh, yeah. I, and i thank you so much for coming in and sharing that information with us as well as that great music uh, we have about seven minutes left is there something else that you would like to share with your fans before you go
3: um, I just I just wanted to say um, it feels good to be back um, singing my own songs um, with this project. Um, and, you know, I just hope all my fans embrace it. You know, I need the support from you guys now more than ever. Um, the same way you supported us with Troop, that same support is needed to keep the music alive. Um, and like I say, you, you can hold me accountable for the things I say. Um, this is not here today going tomorrow music. This is something that that's um, based on my life and my struggles, something that everybody can relate to. And um R and B needs it and R and B needs you guys, you know. And um right now I'm standing up being a front line soldier for the face of R and B. Somebody's gotta do it, you know, and, and with the help of my audience and my fans, I think we can um, we can win this we can win this war to save the music.
2: And you're right, and I'm right there with you. I'll be one of your little soldiers.
3: (laughs) Hey, I need you, baby. Come on, let's suit up. (laughs) I'm ready to go. Lock and load it. Thank you so much for uh, letting letting people hear, you know, some some samples of the album. That's really cool. So at least they know it's real. Well, it, was, a real it
2: was definitely a pleasure. It was definitely a pleasure. I mean, I've been a long-time fan, and uh, I'll do everything that I can do to help promote it. And um, you can feel free to contact me at any time and ask me how things are going or tell me what's, you know, what's next in line for your tours or whatever, and just keep me updated, and I'll be happy to let everybody know. And I'll even post something on my website um, with your link so they can get right to your site and then go ahead yeah. and purchase that. Thank so
4: so i I
3: thank you so much. I want to. Um, I need to get your email so I can s- send you some more songs. You can give them some more samples whenever you feel like it. You know.
2: Okay, I'll do that. Well, I'll send it through uh, Luana, and yes. then uh, then you can go ahead and just send me whatever, and i okay. uh, just- keep me up to date with everything so I'm going to end the show with your um, song again because I want to give it another uh, replay (laughs) for those who are just walking in the room because sometimes people do that and uh, you are all listening to Steve Russell with the group Troop but this song is his alone and he is just bringing it back to us bringing back R&B so please uh, get this album play this song let somebody else hear it. You know, clean off them little, um, them little earphones. You know, you don't want nobody else's wax on your ear. But when you share that iPod, just try not to think about it and go <laughs> ahead and <laughs> share the song because we're trying to bring it back. And please remember to um, look at the video too on YouTube. Um and it's on,
3: man as well. It's on on demand too.
2: Right. So, I mean, it's all available for everybody. So And thank you again, Stephen. Um, I will be in touch with you. It's been an thank honor.
3: You so, thank you so much for having me, sweetie. I really appreciate it. And thank all the listeners. Thank I love you guys so much. Go get this album, StephenRussellMusic.com. You will not be disappointed. I promise.
2: Right, and he will be back with us. We're going to continue promoting this. So oh, yeah. I want to say good night to everybody in the chat room. Thank you so much for supporting us. And, um, of course, if you want to keep talking about whatever in the chat room, you can stay in there for a few more minutes because they don't kick us out right away. <laughs> but um, right. you can enjoy this song while you're chit-chatting on there. And um, have a good night, Steve.
3: Okay, thank you so much, beautiful.
2: Thank you, sweetie.
3: All right.
1: Yeah.